0: Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DoorDash. Round nine teams are here and, uh, Don Brock, plenty more talking points, plenty of injuries as well.
1: A lot of injuries. uh, Souths and the Roosters hit hard on the weekend. As we know, um, fantasy-wise, yeah, a few key ins and outs, but maybe not the carnage uh, that we've had in recent weeks. Certainly. It all
0: starts on Thursday night. The Storm travelled to Sydney to face the Bunnies at Stadium Australia. The Bunnies, like you just said, hit hard by injuries. Um, Pretty much their whole back line is is pretty much missing. Dane Gagai, the only regular starter in his regular spot Johnston goes to fullback Masters and Milne caught up on the wings Braden Burns back from uh, a long injury layoff in the centres Benji Marshall into the halves as well with Adam Reynolds missing for a couple of weeks with a, a thumb injury um Yeah,
1: what do you got? (laughs) So a lot of changes in that back line. I'm not sure how fantasy relevant they're going to be, to be honest. Um, So Braden Burns is in the centres. He's been a good fantasy scorer in the past. He's had his own uh, injury dramas. Um, If he's there for a month, I'm not sure if it's quite worth buying. He's Mm. not super cheap. Um, Yeah, so in terms of fantasy buyers, I'm looking more at guys who have been there all season and doing well. Damien Cook is just about bottomed out, keeps getting scores in the 50s, close to 60. Um, Origin's coming up, so a bit of an awkward time. Uh, Colin Matungi's the other one, so he's just got back-to-back scores of 67. He's setting up tries, he's getting line breaks. Yeah. scoring great I don't know if he's quite a buy anymore he's made a lot of money he's going to make more money for those who have bought him but um yeah early in the season he had some scores in the 30s and 145 and then he's just uh, exploded in the last two weeks so I don't know what do you think is he is he worth looking at as a potential uh, i don't know borderline keeper buy is this going to be the new normal for him? I mean his work rate's
0: good but he's also inflated by attacking stats he's yeah. had a whole bunch of line breaks and, and try assists I mean maybe he can keep doing that regularly throughout the year South's are a good team and once they get their full team back on the park he, he looks absolutely legit a, a real deal sort of player one of the probably the form edge forwards of the comp at the moment but like you said it's sort of factored into his price now he's made a, a fair bit of cash already and whether he's going to be a keeper in a spot where a lot of teams are already running with a, you know Angus Crichton, and David Feeder types in the, um, the edge forward spot I think It might be a little bit late to jump on, unless you really think he's going to keep pushing out 60s the rest of the year.
1: Yep, yep, agreed. Um, It's probably about
0: it, really. Campbell Graham, I think he's missing long enough to be a sell for those that have him. (sighs) Yeah. Um, Latrell Mitchell, if you're still carrying him like I am, is only two more weeks now, so he's probably a hold from this point
1: on. Adam Reynolds is a two- to four-week injury, which is a bit tricky for anyone who does have him. Two weeks is a hold, four weeks is a sell, so, yeah, a bit awkward. But there's, I guess, better options around if you do want to jump off.
0: Uh, Storm team, not too many changes. Uh, George Jennings returns from a head knock is the main one. Uh, Harry Grant sort of seems to be back to that starting role. Now he's scoring well and he's dropped a bit of cash, probably um, as much as he's going to drop. Remus Smith, who I looked Mm. at in the preseason for a bit before deciding against it, was very, very quiet to start the year, coming off 82 with a hat-trick. He's going to make some fast cash in the short
1: term. He's made some good money already, actually, Smith. But, um, yeah, that monster score is going to keep his price going for quite a while. So, well done to those who have got him. Again, I think too late to buy. But, um, yeah, success story now as a cash cow. No Pappenhausen again. Not a mm. shock, but disappointing for those of us who have him, which is, I think, most of us at this point. And, yeah, Harry Grant. So, 61 points, two more try assists uh, on the weekend. Yeah. He's playing great. He didn't play the 80 uh, on the weekend, but he did start, and he starts again this week. Um, I assume he's going to be playing 80 minutes pretty soon. He's dropped to 122000 on his starting price. So, Yeah, looks a very good buy in the next few weeks. You know, you could do it this week or next. He'll play Origin, I'm sure, for Queensland. But regardless, he's going to be a 60-plus scorer and uh, probably a keeper. So, yeah, one to pencil in, I think, for the next few weeks, even if you don't get him now.
0: I thought Bellamy was easing him back from that knee injury until he got his match fitness back. But with Brandon Smith able to play that role, I wonder if he might be just preserving him through the Mm, season and just he's only going to use him for 60 minutes a week, just given Brandon Smith's already part of that rotation and not an 80-minute player. Maybe, you know, if Brandon Smith's playing 55, 60 minutes a week, maybe he just makes 20 or 30 of that at hooker.
1: They can at least, I mean, with 15 minutes left, they're going to know what the situation is in the game and if they're ahead by a lot, which going by this season is going to be happening pretty frequently for... Uh, the top teams like Melbourne, then uh, yeah, he could just give Grant a rest. So he does have Origin coming up as well, and the Storm are good at at uh, you know handling those Origin players, um, giving him rest when necessary. So yeah, good point. I, maybe wait and see if he does play Eddie this week, and then uh, mm. look to lock in lock him in once he's an 80-minute player.
0: Munster, a remarkable amount of demerits. Uh, last week, I think nine missed tackles, finished up. Um, he's on about, I think he's on zero into the second half and yeah. then scraped his way up to uh, 35 with a few attacking stats towards the end and certainly earned. Um, and some mockery from his teammates for his yes. wonky goal-kicking. But, um, yeah, certainly a hold if you've got him, but it was definitely a blow-pass score from him. Uh, Friday footy kicks off at uh, Blue Bet Stadium. Panthers hosting the Sharks. Panthers, uh, once again, no real injuries to worry about. Kirk Capewell uh, named, despite going off with a, a rib complaint. Um, sounds like he's going to be fine. Uh, Nathan Cleary might be mortal after all.
1: <laughs> Only 61 from Cleary, so still... Hang your head in traditionally shame, Traditionally, yeah, that's a good... Uh, captaincy score but for him it's what, 20 points worse than anything else he's done this year uh, his price has dropped a little bit it's still very high so again if you haven't got him uh, you know get him as soon as possible his price might come down but uh, the sooner the better he could get a big score this week and um, Anything else in this team? Brian to'o is still going great guns, sixty five again, got a try but yeah. a lot of
0: breaks. He was on forty five after about twelve minutes yeah. on the weekend, so it's actually pretty quiet from that point on. He only got quote unquote to what he's basically been doing every week in the end. But um yeah, certainly putting up keeper scores.
1: Can we lock him in now as one of the elite winger fullbacks of the season? Is it too early to Fantasy wise? Fantasy wise? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, It's him, Pappenhausen. Mm. Tedesco's been a bit off. Palmer's going to have some quiet games. host just getting good stats every week. So I guess possible origin selection is the one downside. But um, mm. if not, he'll be playing the first buy round. So another bonus there. So Even looks, then, you only miss one extra game. Yeah, I think it's overblown a little bit, the origin mm. stuff for, for buys. But um, yeah, as it is, it, it, he looks like a great buy.
0: He, I mean, like you say, he might be one of the top three. Like We were <coughs> thinking Tedesco... Pappenhausen and, and ponger would be the top three. Yeah. Toto could, could average more than – I mean, Pappenhausen will take some catching the way he's going, but um, Toto could certainly be in the top three. Um, I think that's probably it for the Panthers. Let's have a look at the Sharks. Uh, Jesse Ramien back um, – was it quad or glued or something? at a, a week off, but he's uh, – glued it was. He's back into the uh, team uh,
1: partnering, Will Chambers, in the centres. Not a whole lot doing fantasy-wise. Got almost nothing. So Matt Moylan's still out. I think he might be the most owned Sharks player in fantasy still and uh, he can't make the 17. So it's a sell if you've still got him. Um, Chad Townsend got almost 50, but his price still went down. So again, another sell if you've got him. Ramian, probably a keeper centre, but mm. aside from that, I wouldn't expect any of those guys are bias at this stage.
0: Yeah, Ramian's the only one, I think, from that 17 I'd be interested in uh, in having in my yep. uh, fantasy side. Eels v Roosters, Bankwest Stadium on Friday night. Um, Roosters, like you said, destroyed by injuries. We'll get to them in a second. We'll start off with the Eels, um, who are close to unchanged. Nathan Brown went off after copping a knock to his hip. Uh, he's been named, um, so hopefully he's okay. Um, otherwise, I mean, it's the Isaiah
1: Puppet mm. show. Incredible. So uh, he kept the starting spot with Ryan Madison back. Uh, so Madison started as well in the end, and, and Lane got Lane benched. came off the bench and uh, and played in the middle. So Papa Lee didn't play the full eighty, but he played close to seventy minutes, and didn't matter. He got eighty points anyway, without a try. So yeah, he looks like a, well, he's a legit keeper this year. If you've missed him until now, I guess he's he's still an option in the sense that. You know, he's now in the bracket with your Haases and Pangaeys and Crichton and these guys. He's expensive, but he's a proven scorer. So uh, not a must-have, but um, I think most of us are just regretting that we didn't get him earlier.
0: I certainly am. It's it's such a weird one. It would have been, on paper, it was a terrible idea to start him in the preseason. He hadn't been an explosive scorer at the Warriors. He was coming in for a bench roll. We didn't know if he was going to play 20, 30 minutes. You know, 55 minutes seemed like a best-case scenario, which is what he got the first couple of weeks. And then any injury straight into the starting team, pumping out massive scores, averaging 70, which is amongst the absolute uh, elites. Um, three-round average of almost 80, heavily inflated by tries. I think he got five tries in four weeks. Um, Then on the weekend he didn't get a try, but he had a try assist and over 40 tackles, almost 200 run metres, just producing absurd numbers. Now that he's in the starting side ahead of Sean Lane, Mm. I mean, what 69 minutes, It could be the standard going forward. And, I mean, with his attacking stats, there's probably, you know, he's had line breaks, tries, try assists the last... Five games, it might almost be
1: sustainable. It could continue. Like, they're going to play a lot of weak teams. Even this week, they're up against the Roosters, who are obviously a great team, but they're missing a lot of players. You Mm. know, I wouldn't rule out another try for probably this week. So, yeah, won't play Origin again. So, still looks a pretty good buy, just a lot more expensive than he was a month ago.
0: He kept the left spot with Madison back on the right. I think so, yeah. Picturing it properly, which means he'd be up on the side that Tupano is usually on Tupinu is suspended so he's exactly. on that butcher's side bit of a reshuffled edge could get some more scores um, but yeah not much else for power. I don't think fantasy wise or oh, Mitch Moses we haven't talked about
1: yeah Moses still good got 60 last week seems to be roughly a 60 point player uh, on average and and is quite cheap still after that uh, injury a few weeks back so yeah still good value
0: uh, Rooster's team, Tedesco back, which is great news for those of us who are holding him. Break even up around 100, though, so it will be a lot cheaper in a few weeks if you're looking to bring him in. Sam Walker, um, almost player of the round, 88 points involved in, I think, all his team's tries, scored one and credited with four try assists. Just absolutely superb form. Um, shocking news, obviously, with Brett Morris and Lindsay Collins, both gone for the year um, with ACL injuries, um, which is awful. Um, news for the Roosters, and, and particularly Brett Morris, who's probably going to be forced into retirement um, due to it. It doesn't mean that Joseph Suwali's in, obviously, with Tedesco back, who goes straight back to the um, the three-quarter line, and Suali's still uh, down there in the uh, the reserves list. Um, and Angus Crichton, 70 points, was uh, another good score.
1: Yeah, so I guess nothing hugely new there fantasy-wise. Um, Brett Morris obviously was incredible at the start of the year, scored all those tries. Um, You know, tragic for his career if this is the end. But um, uh, in terms of fantasy buys, Walker, everyone's hopefully got by now. Mm. He's going to be not just a cash cow, but a big scorer in these kind of games where they uh, smash teams, as they will continue to do. I uh, expect Crichton, 70, great score. Um, Takiyaho, I guess he was benched last week, so back in the starting team at, at least with Collins out. So... His scoring needs to lift for those who have held on to him, like uh, one of us in this <laughs> podcast. Uh, but at least he's Still starting; pretty, so he could play big minutes. Um, <laughs> Got to keep the faith. Just keep telling yourself. That. Yeah. Um, Do we mention Sam Verrills? No, we didn't. Yeah, so he's out as well with a semi-detached retina. Yeah, I hate eye stuff. I, it, it doesn't, doesn't sound no, good. I don't it? want that. Yeah. So it might be. It might just be another month. But um, yeah, again, it delays his uh, yeah. potential. Money making in, in fantasy for a while.
0: It's at least a couple of weeks, and if it's surgery, it could be yeah, over a month. But uh, yeah. it's not a it's not a season end or anything, but he's certainly um, probably gone for, for more than one week, we would think. Um, if anyone did jump on Ben Marshke, it's probably good news for them. Um, and if you're sitting on Sam Beryl's, I guess probably just keep holding and, yeah, and hope he's back sooner yeah. than later. Um, the Saturday game the early one is the Raiders and the Knights out there at Wagga, another country game, good to see Um, Raiders in a a real sort of a rut at the moment, weren't helped by uh, George Williams going off or or being ruled out in the the warm-up last week, he's back uh, despite uh, tweaking that hammy in the warm-up, so um, hopefully he's okay, a few other tweaks in the forward pack, Josh Papali'i back from a rest Um, Jared Croker's still missing,
1: Seb Chris goes to centre, a few changes in the back line, fantasy-wise, what do you got? Not a lot So the big buy last week was uh, CHN Who gave away a lot of penalties Weir and I got away four penalties I'm,
0: I feel a rant coming on here <laughs> Go So I it. could buy I had three players I was looking at And I could buy two of them mm-hmm. And I ended up not buying Reese Walsh Purely because of the Harris-Tavita looming return So sure. I got uh, Josh Curran and Harry Had a and And um, I thought he's starting He's coming off a 50-odd score He's going to be good He developed two new habits, which he didn't have a week before, one of which was rushing out of the defensive line to put hits on, which is great, except you bounce off them and you lose two points for the missed Mm. tackle. And then he decided he's just going to start shoving blokes over while they're playing the ball. They don't give penalties in rugby league anymore. He managed to (laughs) give away four of them. Outrageous behaviour. 20 demerits. He He did score 50. He did
1: score 50 points, and then he just gave 20 of them away. What are you doing, Corey? He has to improve, I guess.
0: Well, I'm actually surprised he's still in the starting side yeah, after me too. some of that ill discipline. Yeah. Hopefully, he plays 80 minutes and cleans yeah. up his act and gets another
1: 50. CJ's yeah. not happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hudson Young started last week because of the, um, the white George Williams. Whitehead went to halves. Yeah. So yeah. And so I thought that was bad news uh, for CHN because, you know, him and Young were going head to head in the same position and Young didn't give away all those penalties and missed tackles. And, um, but regardless, he's been benched. Yeah. So. Yeah, job security might be an issue, but if he stays in that starting team, he's going to have to score more than 30 most weeks. You'd think so. You'd Mind think you, so. job
0: security in that Raiders pack, blokes are getting dropped great.
1: every week. And then well, who got dropped this week? Ryan James just got dropped out of the team altogether?
0: Yeah. Well, he's named to start for uh, reserve grades, so he can, yeah. even though he's in the reserves, unless something happens, you think he's not playing. I'm not too sure what Dinamas-Louis done wrong as well. I mean, not really fantasy relevant, but... Yeah, the they've got a lot of good
1: forwards. I guess they can afford to do True. this. Yeah.
0: Anyway, interesting times at the Raiders. Uh, They take on the Knights, who were pretty disappointing uh, against the Roosters last week. Uh, Kalen Ponga, who's been in my team for two weeks, Mm. (laughs) is uh, really letting the team down fantasy-wise at the moment. Um, Phoenix Crossland comes in at halfback for Blake Green, who's out for a few weeks with a broken rib. A few of their forwards still scoring well. Jaden Braley's Mm. putting up keeper-level numbers. Tyson Frizzell's been good. Um, Barnett, Watson, all sort of going pretty well fantasy-wise.
1: Yeah, I think they just need to uh, play a bit better for their, these backline guys to get the points. Yeah. So, you know, Ponga or Brabham Best is a uh, popular centre. Um, if they're going to get smashed, then they're not going to score well, regardless, just about. I mean, Ponga at some point, now with Blake Green out as well, so uh, Pierce is already missing. Pongers kind of increasingly the one go-to man in attack. So, presumably, he's going to have to take on a bigger role and get more involved, which would be good for his scoring, but... Um, but ideally, he needs to be setting up tries and scoring tries to get those big scores. And he's quite expensive, so you need some big scores to justify that uh, mm. price tag. Yeah, as you say, a lot of those um, forwards are doing well. Mitch Barnett, um, Tyson Frizzell's averaging, I think, 60. So they're going really well fantasy-wise. Connor Watson, I think, is still one to keep indefinitely at this point while he's averaging yeah. in the 50s. Clemmer, a 50 as well on the weekend. So I guess if they're busy defensively, those guys are going to score quite well.
0: And yeah watching ponga very closely the last two weeks as a interested I observer I, I feel like because they've got so few other attacking options it's just become too and they've played two very good teams who've yeah. just been able to mark up on him and he's had no time and space to move at all he's sort of you know had the odd evasive run with a couple of tackle busts but he's just basically you know got a, a full line of defenders in his face every time he touches the ball and you know that that should open up space for the other players but it isn't Really, and it's just making it too easy for um, for teams to contain him. So, it could be a bit of an issue for Ponga yeah. going forward. I mean,
1: as you say, they are Penrith and the Roosters are two of the best defensive teams in the comp. So, it doesn't get much uh, harder than that. So, I guess you know, chances are in the next few weeks uh, he'll get more attacking opportunities.
0: Hopefully, that's the case. West yeah. Tigers take on the Titans at Campbelltown Sports Stadium, the second uh, Saturday game. Tigers surprise winners uh, on the weekend. Uh, it's translated into um, good scores for. Luke Brooks in particular, mm-hmm. and also Dane Laurie. Um, they lose Tommy Talao to a, a one-week suspension this week. Moses Mby goes to the centres, which means Jacob Little is recalled on the interchange, if anyone is for some reason still holding him. I think he's probably he's probably got a low break even this week, but some small scores yeah. off the bench loom. It's also probably not great news for uh, Jake Simpkin, who still only got 50 minutes as it was for thirty low 30 score on the, the weekend.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing that Simpkins' role will be about the same this week as it was yeah. last week. Um, yeah, Maguire tends to play this season with these two fairly inexperienced hookers, um, you know, about 50, 55 minutes, and then take them off either for buy or this week uh, for Little. Um, yeah, James Roberts out for a month for those who have been holding him. His price has dropped a lot, so you can't get much value out of selling him, unfortunately. But, um, but there you go. What can you do? Um, Zaccini's the big story, I guess, out of that game. Yeah. Got to try. 45 fantasy points. Uh, playing on the wing, available in uh, the centres in fantasy. Uh, he's still cheap. A lot of people would be looking for a cheap centre with Ben Hampton out, as we'll get to. So pretty good buy, do you think?
0: I don't I don't think he's a good buy unless you need a cheap centre, which as a Hampton owner, I unfortunately do. He did look lively. I, I liked that he just was heavily involved. He's Bigger than I thought he was um, as well. So he's sort of, you know, usually you'd caution against buying rookie wingers in fantasy, but he came on and he sort of got involved and made a bit of an impact. I mean, he'd try and a try save, so some inflated sort of (laughs) stats, but even if he can get a few sort of 30 scores and, you know, who are they? got the, the Titans this week. So um, Titans have been involved in some huge scores against them the past, uh, I think, average 36, 38 points against mm, the last yeah. three weeks. So it could be some points on offer for the uh, Tigers at home this week. So who knows, maybe he does get a, another try. He almost had two, but one um, yeah, knock-on in the, the lead-up. So, yeah, I don't think by any stretch a must-buy or a, a compelling cash cow, but if you need a cheap centre, then he's certainly probably the, the best option this week.
1: There's a chance he gets bumped out of the team in a month, I guess, when... Talawa and Roberts are fit, perhaps, although wouldn't be shocked if Roberts stayed, stays out of the team or Joey Lelua gets dropped again or something. Mm. So, um, yeah, not not the worst option for a 250k guy this week.
0: I mean, Talao 's form hasn't been compelling and he's probably he's been shuffled between centre and wing as well. Um, Asu Kepa'o is out for the season as well. So I think it's probably, you know, if Sini goes well enough, it, it turns into a three-way battle between Leilua Roberts and Talao for those two centre spots. I mean, Leilua's already been dropped once this year and Roberts yep. was not exactly setting the world on fire when he got injured. So I guess the spot is there for Sini to, to make his own if he can go well enough. Um, anyway, Titans team, um, very disappointing um, after the first 15 minutes or so against the Broncos on the weekend. They've lost Corey Thompson to an extended period to need surgery and an ankle injury, unfortunately. Um, that early attacking burst was very good news for AJ Brimson, who's mm-hmm. uh, hit a bit of form of late. Um, David Feeder was kept certainly quiet by his standards. Tyrone Peachy keeps producing good scores um, in the... I guess, lock roll for the Titans, but centre role for the fantasy coaches that own him, and uh, Tino Faso Malawi back from suspension this week as well.
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah, pretty good scores despite a bit of a disastrous result, I guess, against the Broncos after leading by a lot. 22 points, I think, uh, Mm. midway through the first half. Um, Yeah, Brimson coming good for those who did take a chance after he lost a lot of uh, cash. Don't know how many did that, but... um, Certainly those who have kept him uh, are being rewarded now. Um, Jamal Fogarty as well, another player who's a tempting kind of buy for the first uh, buy round with the Titans play. Mm. Uh, He tends to score. It seems he gets 60s or 30s. He's had, um, I think, three scores of about 35, but a few good scores uh, as well, including that 62 last week. Uh, Fafita, I was pretty happy. He got 48 after what looked like Mm. a pretty bad game from him. Uh, very little involvement in attack, but uh, get busy in defence, I guess. So Four points in kick metres as well. Well, there you go. <laughs> 80 kick metres. Strange option when you're that <laughs> size. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so hopefully he bounces back this week. I think the Titans will be much improved after that wake-up call from the Broncos. So could be some more points on offer for those guys this round.
0: Third Saturday game, the Queensland Derby. The Cowboys up against the Broncos up there in Townsville. Uh, Cowboys have been pretty good the past month, although not quite good enough uh, against the Warriors on the weekend. Uh, Jabed Bowen, first game in two years is in because Ben Hampton, mm. who was scoring pretty reliably, has done his pec. We think probably a three-month injury, not quite confirmed from the Cowboys, but I think they're saying extended periods. So pec plus extended period equals surgery and sort of 10 to 12 yeah. weeks.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to announce on Wednesday, uh, so maybe by the time you've heard this podcast, uh, what his prognosis is, but it doesn't look good. Yeah, peck injuries can be quite uh, a long time on the sidelines. So I think he's a sell at this point. Unfortunately, we've yep. been saying he's a buy for the last few weeks, and he's been scoring great, but uh, I think definitely sell territory now.
0: Uh, Jason Tamalolo, a quiet mm. score. Talk <coughs> about him um, you know, dropping some dropping some dollars, but I'm not sure he's going to be a buy at any point unless he starts producing that you know, yeah. old school form. So he's only
1: had two games this season. I think he got 36 on the weekend. He had a poor score in round one. Um, he's only played about 45 minutes a game. Mm. I would expect those numbers to all go up at some point, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be rushing out to get him just yet. I think he's going to lose a lot of... Uh, Money, uh, you know, at this rate, uh, the Cowboys do play in the second buy round. So for overall points, this is working out pretty well, I think, between the origin games, between the buy rounds, pick him up at some point, say round, I don't know, 15, 16, ahead of round 17 and and get him on the cheap. And hopefully by then he's starting to score 50s and 60s like he has in the past. But uh, yeah, he's going to have to improve on what he's shown so far.
0: Absolutely, uh, Broncos team. Um, pretty impressive comeback, all told, uh, by them last week. Change wise, uh, I think they've got a couple or more in the uh, the reserves. Unchanged seventeen. Unchanged go. seventeen. Yeah. Um, good work, Kevy. I've been a little <laughs> bit critical <laughs> of the endless changes. So he's uh, he's won a game. He's picked the same seventeen. There, yeah. there
1: you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jermaine Azaro had a, a a real Jekyll and Hyde game. It was defensively. Uh, pretty scratchy in the first 15-20 minutes and then just exploded an attack scored a couple of tries set up a few tries 86 fantasy points kudos to any uh, Azako owners out there uh, usual suspects Payne Haas and Tavita Pangai Jr. both did great uh, scores in the 60s Haas is still getting cheaper I think so if you don't have him you know he's still an option in the next few weeks but uh, yeah he could bash out 100 points at any any moment I think and, and Pangai he's been really good since going to the edge He scored yeah. Uh, he's played three games there, scored tries in the first two of them. Uh, didn't score a try last weekend, but still got 67 with a few busts and a lot of tackles. So, yeah, it looks a pretty good option. Broncos, again, played the first buy round, so panga could be a, a buy round option. He won't play Origin, I don't think. So, uh, yeah, tempting. He does you know, have a checkered history of suspensions mm. or even just you know bad form once in a while. It could get a, a quiet game, but uh, on current evidence, he looks like a pretty good buy.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd think... When Alex Glenn comes back, it's it's Jordan Ricky that yeah. goes to the uh, the interchanger out of the, the seventeen. Um, just given the strength of their their middles, otherwise I think they're they're enjoying having Pengai running wide on the edge. Um, Halves wise, I was pretty surprised that Milford, having come back two weeks after I sold him, didn't score at least eighty, but he only got <laughs> low forty. There's, yes, There's still time. Yes, it's, it's going to happen. Um, and Tyson Gamble, who's um I mean, he's only played played a couple of minutes last year and didn't really do anything, but uh, scoring the forties for him.
1: Yeah, so forty-three points. He's still pretty cheap, two sixty-nine thousand. I don't know if people are looking for another cash cow half at this point, but um, I mean, he's the best of those options this week, I guess, in the halves. But uh, yeah, I won't be rushing out to get him, but I imagine his, the spot will be his now for a while. I don't know how I much mean, do
0: we trust Kevy not to one loss
1: and with such a confidence boosting win, <laughs> maybe that you know keeps his spot for a month. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They've but, got two halfbacks ready to go as well if they do want to drop him. So, yeah,
0: risky buy. Yeah. Still a gamble. <laughs> it's definitely a gamble. Mm. Um, the Sunday afternoon early game, the Sea Eagles and the Warriors at Lotto Land um, played only four weeks ago, I think. The kick-started Manly's winning run, yeah. 13 points to 12, uh, field goal win. Um, Tommy Turbo show keeps rolling on, third straight 50-plus score for him. Um, what do you got for the uh, the Manly side? Yeah.
1: <sighs> Yeah, not much new. So Schuster, another good score. Turbo, another good score. Jake Jaboyevich got sixty-three; He's the best score of the season. Made fifty tackles. Uh, encouraging signs there. DCE was pretty quiet, but um, you know, up mm. against the Panthers, that's going to happen. So yeah, nothing new really. But you know, all the popular buys are, are rolling on for that team who uh, have been better than you, you would expect since Turbo came back.
0: Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that. Let's move on. Warriors team. A few talking points here. Quite a few talking points, actually. Um, so, Reese Walsh. Is still mm. named in the halves at this point, although Chanel Harris-Tavita uh, is in the reserves. We're not sure what happens if he comes back. Walsh could go to full-back with Tuabasashek to the wing again, or Walsh could go to the bench and come on as a, a super sub. Um, a little bit of a wait-and-see. would we'll probably caution against buying Walsh this week, although if you've got him uh, two good scores on the bounce is, um, is certainly handy. Uh, Tuabasashek has been scoring well, other than that one game where he was yeah. switching with Walsh, I think it was two weeks ago, and uh, scored terribly. He's been really good. Otherwise, Torhu Harris putting up serious top level keeper scores, um, playing big minutes in the forwards. Uh, Josh Curran, another good score, he's making some fast cash. Eli Katoa back uh, recalled from reserve grade in the second row because Ben Murdoch-Masilla's out with a head knock. Uh, not quite sure what that means for Curran when Murdoch-Masilla goes back. Probably depends a little bit on how they both go in the interim. Um, I think that about covers the main fantasy changes.
1: Yeah, so the Katoa thing's interesting. I think Nathan Brown always planned to bring him back at some point. It was just getting some mm. game time in reserve grade. He hasn't. He's a rugby uh, player, you know, junior, so he hasn't played that much rugby league, so I think it, that was the idea. Um, give him a bit more experience before tasting NRL this season. But um, yeah, so he's he's got a lot of potential. So he could stay in the team, as you say, and then it makes it a bit questionable about whether Josh Curran sticks around. But Curran's been really good as well, I think. So yeah. at this point, I would expect him to keep that spot. Likewise, Reece Walsh is showing, showing a lot of potential as well. So I, th- I think they want to give him... Game time, but there's so many options they could come up with. Yeah, you know, they could bring in Harris DeVita and move Nicarima to hooker, which is you know, jackpot, I guess, for those Walsh owners. Um, Walsh could go back to the bench, which would be pretty bad for Walsh owners. Uh, yeah, they could go back maybe to the rotating fullback situation, but two of us has just been so good at fullback that uh, mm. it seems a waste. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. So they play on Sunday, is that right? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. So we're not really going to be certain uh, unless Harris David has ruled out earlier. Um, but yeah, as, as a wall shown, so I picked him up um, and I'm pretty comfortable with it at this point. I think he's going to score uh, quite well when he does get chances across the course of the season. But yeah, really tough decision this week if you want to get him because he could end up... It wouldn't be a shock if he plays half an hour off the bench.
0: Mm. I mean, he picked up a lot of kick metres as well. I wasn't Heaps, really expecting
1: that. 470 kick metres. Yeah.
0: I thought, he, you know, his little live wire fullback going into the halves, I thought the, the senior guy, Nick is going to take all the long kicks. But mm. it turns out the little fella's got a rocket-powered boot on him. He's got a, a really long, long kick.
1: Yeah, so it's tricky because the potential still... If he keeps that role all season, he's going to score 40s and 50s. Yeah. Maybe more uh, on his on his day, and in which case he's an absolute bargain still. But um, but who knows what the role's going to be. So I'm not even sure if Nathan Brown knows what the role's going to be for those no. three or four uh, playmakers. So. Yeah, a bit a bit risky. I
0: mean, the free fifteen to twenty points a week was why we thought Hampton was a decent bike. So he went mm. from being a, a mediocre yeah. scorer to being a mediocre scorer with a free fifteen to twenty extra points per week. And Reece Walsh was looking like being an erratic scorer, but if he's going to get you know twenty points a week in, in kick meters, then his his lowest possible score goes from being you know twenty five to forty ish. So
1: and he's a tackle buster who can set up tries as well. So and his ceiling's high as well. is yeah. quite high. Yeah,
0: interesting one. Uh, Dragons and Bulldogs finish off the weekend. Uh, Dragons just slipped off in form the the last few weeks. They've lost Zach Lomax to... It's only a dislocated thumb, not a broken thumb, so he might only be short-term. They're very skinny in the backs with um, wingers still missing. Suspended Toriel for plugs a gap at centre for them uh, this week. What do you mean talking points for the Dragons?
1: Uh, Daniel Alvaro, I think uh, it's time to sell. He's been really Mm. good this season. But Josh Maguire's arrival uh, three weeks ago, I think, has seemingly uh, uh, dug into Alvaro's minutes in the last two weeks. Um, Maguire actually played the full 80 minutes on the weekend, and Alvaro's minutes dropped down, I think, below 30. So he scored 30 points. Uh, if he's not going to be scoring 40 and up, then his price is going to start going backwards. So I think time to jump off him. Uh, Jack Bird had a pretty quiet game, 29 points. Uh, hold him. He's going to be a keeper. I think uh, centers are pretty erratic, and as we've seen, they can get injured, and it gets really frustrating making trades on the centers in the centers every week. So he's a hold. Um, uh, Lomax, how long is he out for? Maybe a month.
0: Well, I mean, it's still unclear, but if it's just a dislocation, it could only be you know, okay. potentially two to three weeks. I think it's probably best case.
1: Bad, bad news, obviously, for those who have him. But he got a really low score, and his last year was the best center in fantasy, so it could be mm. one to keep an eye on. If you haven't got, you know, if you're short a keeper in the centers, he might be what to pick up in a month or so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Once his uh, price. Levels out, and you're yeah, just looking at Alvaro's minutes. I think 45 minutes in Maguire's first game, and then 34, and then 29. So definitely on the slide, and uh, you know still scoring at a, a point per minute, but um, with the minutes drying up, it's time to uh, to jump off him. Billy Burns, I just wanted to touch on a possible cash cow if he ever nabs a big minute starting role. Uh, pushed out into the centres with the Lomax injury last week. He's very quiet out there, only a few tackles and a couple of misses. Not really indicative of what we can expect from him playing in the forwards, but um, certainly not a buy uh, at this point until he um, does manage to grab a, a starting spot in the pack. Uh, Dogs team, just to uh, finish up with, um, Nick Meaney pushed out to the wing with uh, Dallon watanis out back at fullback. Um, Dylan Napa is in. He went off with a, a shoulder injury, but he seems to be okay. Uh, still no sign of Jackson Torpenny, who I know a lot of people jumped mm. on. He came back in um, reserve grade last week. He's not in the 21 with Brad Dietz, the uh, reserve hooker, on the bench. So um, maybe not going to generate those price rises that his owners were hoping for.
1: Yeah, and the two Bulldogs that you uh, have had in your team and sold, if I'm not mistaken, are Jake Avarillo and Corey Waddell? Correct. Yeah, so 49 points for Avarillo and 57 for Waddell, both really Mm. good scores for those guys. You enjoyed that
0: just a little bit too much. I had (laughs) Avarillo as well, if that's any (laughs) consolation.
1: So uh, Avarillo not only is making a lot of money now since we both sold him, but uh, he's looking like a keeper in the centres. Yeah. He's had three scores in the 40s in a row, I think. Again, it's the kick meters, which he wasn't getting at the start of the year. Yeah. It's a real role change. So the awkward question is, does he look like a buy again? For people who are selling a Hanton or oh, want to lock in, in and he keeper, now? he's 470, so he's not cheap.
0: Oh, I don't like paying that much for someone I sold it.
1: But his early. last four scores are 63, 48, 48, 49. There's two tries in there, but... I was going to say... But the base sets are good. I won't be buying him because I sell them, and just you know, on a psychological level, I don't want to feel like I'm going backwards. So oh, yeah, I'll ignore it. But but but, <laughs> but uh, in terms of just centers, he's he's right up there at the moment. So you know, well done for Avarillo uh, owners. And
0: having sold Momorowski for Hampton and now selling Hampton probably for Zaksini this week, I do just wish I'd kept Avarillo. Yeah. How do you know?
1: He's he's also much more expensive now than Nick Kotrick, who's been going backwards for a a while. Uh, Scored in the 30s, his price is just about bottomed out in the mid 300s. If he ever starts scoring well, he could be a buy.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a good tackle breaker on his day, but you want to start seeing, you know, he's obviously been playing in a a strong Canberra team traditionally and now uh, a Bulldogs team that's on the back foot a little bit more um, than what he's accustomed to. Does that cover it for the Canterbury team? I think so. Let's do the uh, the Dasher of the Week. Yes.
1: Um, who did you have last week? Uh, I think I had Campbell Graham last week, who scored quite well, 58, 58, I believe, yeah. And then got injured for a month, so... That's right, that's a win. Yeah. I
0: had Corusau, who I probably should have realised was going to get a rest. 40, low 40s is still yeah. OK. Um, anyway, DoorDash Dasher of the Week, who you got for this week? I've gone with...
1: I have gone with Josh Maguire at the ah. uh, Dragons. So he's not in many teams. I think he's in half of a percent of teams um but his game time has been steadily increasing since he switched to the dragons yeah he was playing around 60 minutes off the bench and then he played the full 80 actually last week he only got 51 points but his scoring before that was closer to a point a minute um yeah so it looks like he's got a big role middle forward there aren't that many middles who are going great and at that price so i think he's a, a decent option
0: I'm going to go for a bloke I've been talking about every week, Homale Alakawatu. <laughs> um, I think he might actually start this week. Tapau is out. LOA is out. Tapau out one week, I think, concussion, but LOA is long-term. So, Sean Kepi, who's been taking that edge roll, is now starting at prop. I think he might actually start. His points per week. minute actually took a dip last week, uh, but still, I think. Could be the week for the like you know, Let's get stuck into some Twitter questions, of which there were many, many, many this week. Um, we'll get to as many uh, as we can. Starts off with Oz Hazard looking at selling Alvaro for Frizzell, who looks like a keeper on the edge, and also selling Connor Watson for Payne Haas.
1: Yeah, so Alvaro sell, yes. Uh, Haas buy, yes. I don't think I'd sell Connor Watson. And no. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, he's been really good. So he's averaging sixty or sixty-one, mm-hmm. I think.
0: I see a lot of tackles too, like yeah. sort of mid to high forties every week, which is a lot for an edge defender. It's
1: it's higher than he's done. It's, you know, this is not what he scored traditionally so there's still the risk that he goes back a bit um, you know the rule changes this year uh, the six against and and what have led to increased scoring for a certain players and a lot of uh, edge forwards so he could be one of them who just becomes a consistent 60 point player so I don't hate that move at all um, he might play origin I think he probably will for the he Blues should, yeah. um, so that's a factor but uh, not bad yeah Haas great buy obviously I would try to find another way to do it that wasn't via Connor Woodson I agree. Uh, Dylan
0: asks, is Ben Hampton a sell? Uh, yes, yes, he is. Thinking of selling him and uh, Croker, I assume Lachlan Croker, for Zaksini and either Pangai or Mitch Moses. If so, which one
1: and are they good trades? Hmm. Um, yeah, Hampton definitely a sell. Pangai and Moses, yeah, both good buys. So, yeah. uh, again, for overall points, they both play around uh, 13. Uh, Moses, proven fantasy scorer for the last few years. Pangai a bit more up and down, but in very good form. I'd say Moses is a bit of a safer move so Mm. I'd put him just ahead but um, and yeah Sini pretty good Um, don't be stunned if he starts producing you know Bailey Simonson kind of scores (laughs) as a lot of wingers can do Um, but very cheap and obviously capable of 40s and 50s.
0: Yeah, I mean, probably also team balance is a factor whether you buy a forward or a half, yeah. but I do agree Moses is probably slightly more reliable on balance. Pups writes in, loving the advice, CK and Dom. Thoughts on trading out Utuakamanu for the Cardi party <laughs> for a uh, under-the-radar point-of-difference option? One of your favourite players,
1: Bryce right it has been good the last couple of weeks. Yeah, has been good. Um, I would not be buying him. He's on the bench. He's yeah. Himself. Although... <laughs> A bench forward, a bench edge forward for the Eels. I'm not going to write him off. <laughs> Could 90%. be averaging 70 in well, a couple absolutely. of weeks. Um, yeah. Uh, I still mean, seems risky.
0: He actually, he looks good. Like, his mm. assists have, have, you know, been pretty legit and he's making a fair few tackles. He had a game a few weeks ago where he only got five minutes at the end, but I think that's probably yeah. the exception rather than the rule. I, yeah, I still think unreliable score-wise, just with the, the big-minute guys in that pack, of which Isaiah Papaliti obviously is now one plus yeah. Madison. He's sort of been coming on at lock. He might have got a few extra minutes with Nathan Brown going off injured on the weekend. He as did. Well. I think he came
1: on then. So um, yeah, his minutes will be a, a, an issue. He's kind of a um, like they don't really need a play like that. He's just a, an extra kind of cherry on top, kind of creative edge yeah. forward that um, that he might get half an hour some weeks and fifty minutes some weeks. So yeah, a bit risky. I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Aaron writes in, just, just wondering if you're selling Alvaro this week and giving him the superpower of being dropped from your squad. Uh, I am, Aaron, so look out for there a 65 go. from Alvaro. They're going Josh Maguire will get an HO in the first five minutes, Alvaro will play 60 <laughs> and score a try, and everyone except me will be laughing. Um, D Lever asks, uh, is Jas Tavunga a sell given his limited minutes? Would you swap for Maguire, Maguire Arrow, Luke Thompson, um,
1: also Adam Dewey or A.J. Brimson? tough one. Is, is this? It feels all a bit sideways, this. Um, what's Tavanga's situation? Yeah, he has
0: had some poor... Like he's traditionally good PPM, but I don't think his minutes
1: are going to be... I mean, he's he's stuck in a bench kind of lock roll behind Toho Harris, who plays massive minutes and is much more reliable. Yeah, 27 minutes on the weekend from Jazz. Okay, so I think he's probably a sell based yeah. on that. Um, and yeah, of those potential buys, well, they've just Given uh, Josh Maguire app, so he's yeah. pretty solid. Arrow play lock this week. Has he got four ish weeks on Cam Murray? Yeah. It sounds like he's yeah. avoided surgery, it might be a month or so. You probably want to keep it though if you're trading yeah. to someone this expensive. So probably not Arrow then. Probably not Arrow. Thompson, I think he's just A tier below. A tier below. I'd probably go Maguire of those of those guys. Yeah. And Brimson of the last two for me. With his, uh, I'll go Dewey just to mix it up.
0: There you go, I hope that yeah. helps. Um, ben Freeman-Catley asks, would you stick with Simpkin? Probably for this week. Yeah, his
1: break-even's still quite low. His season average is still, I think, 42. He won't play the 80 minutes with a bench hooker, but um, if he scores 35, he'll make some more money.
0: Uh, Barbish Patel is back. He's looking to trade out Tessie New for either Reese Walsh or Corey a Uh With Harris-Tavita on extended bench, is Walsh too risky to pick up now? And thoughts on Zaxini? Covered a fair bit of that already.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's all a bit tricky.
0: Um, Job security is probably not great for any of those guys. Yeah, yeah, true. So, yeah.
1: I mean, I've got Walsh. You've got C H N. We took between the, the two of us, we have all three of those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Okay. I got rid of Tessie you a while ago.
0: Um, I sold Tessie, but yeah, I'm buying Seanie
1: this week. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all risky. I think if, if as long as you know that they're risks going in, you won't be too upset if if it doesn't pay off.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nick writes in any news on how long Hampton is out for uh, not confirmed but we think uh, roughly 12 weeks Um, also don't have Bruce Walsh in my team and wanting to pick him up thoughts on his job security I mean yeah basically what we said in in teams just be aware of Harris Davida, and it's hard to say
1: my my hunch is he's going to get a lot of game time this year I just wouldn't rely on him playing every week like if he's a reserve who you're just happy to see make money across the course of the season, I think that's fine. Um, if he's one of your back three, say, um, you could be finding him you know, coming off the bench or something in a couple of weeks and then you're kind of stuck. So, yeah, it depends on your squad set up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean the worst result if you buy him is that he ends up with a bench roll and limited minutes. Yeah, and um, keeps that. All I mean, he's certainly playing well. If he keeps yeah. going well, he's going to be pretty hard to leave out of the team. Uh, Ryan Burgess asks, uh, "Who do I trade out of Spencer Lenu, Dan Alvaro, Nathan Brown, and James Roberts? Need a centre with Hampton also out. Others are in my emergencies. Um, also have two forty k spare."
1: Okay, so Alvaro, I think, is probably a sell pretty quick. Yeah. Um, before he loses any more cash. Before he loses cash. Lenny U I I think, is pretty much treading water where he is. Uh, his minutes are not great, but he can score 30 points, and that's close to his break-even, so maybe he's next. Uh, Nathan Brown is named to play this week, so hold him, I imagine. Um, yeah. He's scoring, I'm not sure on, but... I mean, it looks worse with the injury, with injury but yeah. yeah. Um, and the other one, yeah, James Roberts... James Roberts. <laughs> He's just so cheap now so i think he's 286k around that so mm. if you sell him you don't get that much value out of it you could get Cini and make 30 grand which doesn't help you that much um then again if he doesn't come back he's not doing much for you either so yeah i think alvaro sell first and then uh hold brown hold you maybe roberts if you're desperate for another you know to avoid a red dot in your 21 and just get a scorer in there Absolutely. Luke Dees
0: writes in, I want to trade two out of Jordan, Ricky, David Mead, Tyrell, Fumayono, and I also need a centre to replace Hampton. Um, I think Ricky's probably a hold while he's starting. He's starting, yeah.
1: He's, he's break-evens in the 40s, um, which he might not hit, but it, you know it's a possibility. So um, you can at least get some scores out of him. The others, Fumayono's in the centres this week. so should
0: play 80 minutes, but in a low work rate yeah. role. So he could get 25
1: or he could get 45. Yeah. And if there. he's got Hampton, I think he has to sell Hampton first. Yeah, I mean he's not coming back for a while by the looks of things. So. Correct. Uh, John Leary is
0: back. How long is Cam Murray out for? We think it's about a month. I'll just confirm. Um, yeah, around thirteen-ish estimated return. Um, probably cast out on his uh, Origin spot. Mm. We would have said he was an absolute um, guaranteed Origin starter. I and mean, maybe he plays around thirteen if he misses Origin. He doesn't. Look, if that's his first game back from point, cool. And he just thought of that. Um, but still, I would say a sell probably in fantasy either way. Too long. For, he's not like an absolute top tier, yeah. even though he's been going well. Uh, follow-up question. Splash the cash on Isaiah Papali, or will Pango Jr.
1: match him in the long run? Interesting question. Uh it is, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, Pango, I don't know if he's ever really been a consistent scorer across the whole season. But, you know, Papali's just shown that players can improve. So... Uh, at the moment, he's doing quite well. Certainly, you can save some money on that now. So, Pengai's yeah. around 700k. What's Papa eight, Mid eight hundred fifty? I think. Yeah. yeah. My ten, I, I think at this point, I'd save the money and go Pengai and hope for the best. What do you think?
0: I would prefer Papa Lee.
1: Lock in the definite <laughs> gun.
0: Um yeah, well, it's three straight scores over 60 for uh, for Pangai. If he keeps a big-minute edge roll, it's that three straight 80-minute games. He hadn't played 80 this year at all until round six, and he's played yep. three straight 80-minute games. If he keeps that big-minute edge roll for the year, and if he keeps playing well, you'd think that's likely then certainly a case that he can average 60-plus uh, from here, in which case he's a very good buy this week. But, um Papali yeah, doesn't
1: even need to try
0: to get 80. So. He's just explosive yeah. at the moment. So, yeah, I think he's preferable, but certainly some upside to uh, to Pangai. Um Rage Trader looking at i Frizzella wait a couple of weeks on Madison, also Cardi Party
1: question mark. <laughs> I'm gonna say no to Cardi Party. Yeah. I'm um Yeah, Madison what did he get in the weekend? Madison was one of those guys where at the start of the year we thought edge forwards there wouldn't there wouldn't be that many good scorers we thought. It was him and Crichton with Crichton the two, we said with a- Toho Harrison and, and and Madison. And Madison's barely played. Meanwhile, all these other guys have uh, exploded. Um, So, yeah, Madison, I don't know if he's the must-have we once thought he was. What did he get? 47 47 last week, solid. Um, But other guys have been scoring better. He's quite cheap. So 47 in 80 minutes. Break-even's 81,
0: so you can certainly have a couple of weeks to look at. Yeah, he'll get
1: down to the mid-600s, which is very good value. So... Um, I mean, his concussion history is also going to be a concern from here on out. I would think so. A few question marks there. Pango might be safer mm. right now. You know, at a similar price.
0: Yep, agree. Chris Matichich asks, I can go uh, Lindsay Collins to Pango with one trade or cash one of uh, Croker or Lodge to a cheapie and go for Torhu instead.
1: Well, Torhu is is certainly more reliable than yep. guy. You'll get definite 60s, it seems, for the rest of the season with yeah, the occasional yeah. big score when he gets a try.
0: Better option, but uh, doing it in one trade maybe um, has some appeal for, yeah. for Pango as well. Um, Do you have a preference one, out of those things? I would, if it was me this week, I would probably just use one trade and go for it. Actually, who are the cash outs again? Croker and Lodge. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's to not that many
1: great. Ca- I mean, so who's the mm-hmm. cash out option? It's, it's senior basically, this week. Yeah, unless you're missing one of, I don't know, Walsh or. It's yeah. kind of missed but the boat on. Exactly, those they're not guys. that cheap. Walsh, Curran. Yeah, I do like, I, th- I feel like this year, I've used heaps of trades this season personally, and I think it's going to be a year where the injuries are going to keep piling up every week and a lot of people are going to find themselves with no trades left after Origin so if you can do things like save a trade in this kind of situation it it might really come in in handy we won't really know until the end of the season but um, yeah I always have an eye now on uh, doing things with as few trades as possible
0: Uh, Last one from Kai Cantwell who's built up a bit of a uh, war chest thinking of ditching Phil Maiono for Haas and dropping uh, Reynolds for Peachy um, to partner Bird in the centres uh, also have Hampton on the bench.
1: Those trades look pretty good. Yeah. Uh, those two are both sells. Haas and Peachy are both you know elite scorers in their positions. I have no qualms with that. Yeah, so Hampton I think is a sell as well, but no no dramas going those guys first.
0: Yep. Beauty, that's all the questions we've got time for on our Round 9 Teams podcast. Thank you once again, Don Brog, for being here. Thank you again to our sponsors, DoorDash. We'll be back in Round 10 to wrap up another Teamless Tuesday.